Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed part A of our recap episode for this unit. Now we're back with our special guest to finish our discussion in part B. All right, that was our group discussion. All right, that was great by everybody. Thank you. Uh, we are now going to move into our You Bought Me This Tie, uh, hosted by Tom. Tom. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Tavy, could you discuss any of the notable outfits that you found throughout these three episodes? I found this question segment really challenging for some reason. It's like the, it's hard for me to pay attention to what people are wearing and they sort of slide right out of my mind. So the thing that really stood out to me were all the brown suits. Mm, like okay. there's point in smoking mm-hmm. when Jimmy, Dave, and Bill are all wearing completely yep. brown suits on one screen. <laughs> and I don't remember that standing out to me in the 90s when everybody, yeah. I guess, had a big brown suit. <laughs> but it's not so popular, <laughs> I guess, anymore. So that to me was notable. Very good. Um, Lauren, what was uh, some notable outfits that you found? Um, so Lisa's outfit on day one of Arcade was just notable to me as extremely 90s. Like um, Lisa in particular is not necessarily like pinned down to one decade in the way they dress her. But that outfit, she's wearing like a black short sleeve mock turtleneck and a mm-hmm. maxi skirt. And I think it's the print on the skirt that screams 90s to me. It's like gray right. with like a black vine and leaf pattern on it. It's very mm-hmm. like Lisa right. Loeb kind of. <laughs> yeah. And it was just very 90s. And to me, that was like notable for Lisa's look. Appropriate for Lilith fairs and such. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for those 14-year-old girls. <laughs> they got a mean left hook. <laughs> All right, Dad, uh, what's a notable outfit or what were some notable outfits that you found in these episodes? Uh, the first thing that I noticed was that in in smoking, Matthew's uh, shirt with the vertical patterns, like a almost like a denim blue and white, I had that shirt. Like we actually had a family portrait type thing. And for some reason they let me pick my own clothes. So I wore that under a jacket. Uh, I don't have that picture on hand because oh, obviously it's say. a terrible picture. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I realized I'm, looking, I'm like, no way. No, I had that. shirt. I wore that shirt in a picture. So <laughs> yeah, right away. I was like, well, that's, that's the first thing I'm going to mention when we get to this segment. Um, <laughs> uh the the only other notable thing i want to mention was that lisa's outfit for dr frank um you know another was it what'd you call it lord a maxi skirt mm-hmm. um open neck shirt with a sweater kind of tied at the waist like again very subtle but definitely like a little something to try to try to uh i don't know i guess enhance kind of the interaction between her and dr frank you know, she, I, I still feel like she dressed up for him a little bit subtle but effective Something a little flirtatious about it. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Me, I we mentioned this before uh in, in, in the arcade episode, but uh Beth Beth's outfits in arcade with all the uh midriff showing. <laughs> um very, you know, probably not work appropriate, really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if anybody could pull it off, it's it's Vicky Lewis, but um yeah, not it, it, that is definitely notable outfits to me. Um also Matthew's dumb hat. <laughs> <laughs> Not an above average hat. No. <laughs> Below average hat, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Tavy, what was your favorite outfit throughout these episodes? Oh, gosh. Again, again, it's like they slide, they slide out of my brain. The only thing I can say, well, first of all, I always do like Lisa's tendrils in the front. She had her, mm-hmm. her, she had her hair back. It's not an outfit, but it was a style right. choice. It was really popular sure. in the 90s, but I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say is that there was a marked contrast to me looking at the season one episode smoking and uh, Beth and Lisa's clothes and right. mm-hmm. the yeah. other two episodes. Like, and yeah. I know because there's the notoriously bad wardrobe person in season one that they got rid of, <laughs> um, but you can really see it. So although I can't tell you what they wore in season two and the season three episodes, I can tell you that it was a lot better than those like frumpy, <laughs> sweatery, mm-hmm. lobby things. They were wearing. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, for sure. All right, Thad, um, what was your favorite? Well, while Jimmy looked dapper in a couple of those suits, my hands-down favorite is Catherine in Arcade with the black dress, Mm -hmm. black necklace, black shoes. uh, Stunning. Simply stunning. That was one of the ones I had down. I had kind of a two, but yeah, that that was a great look. Yeah. All right, She looked good. I'm sorry. She looked good in all three episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, because yeah. she always, even with the bad wardrobe, they always dressed her like professionally. Yeah. And then later on, they just, they made her sexy. <laughs> like her, her, she was sexy. She is sexy. Sorry, Candy yeah. Alexander, <laughs> who I don't know. But they made her outfits. Yeah, they played it up. While yeah. still looking like it didn't, sh- it wasn't inappropriate somehow when she did it. Whereas if you look at right. Beth with her midriff, very cute, very sexy. But you're like, why are you wearing that to work? You look at right. Catherine with her cleavage and her super short skirts, and you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I said, actually. Right? That's <laughs> the voice, too. Beautiful woman. Okay, Lauren, uh, what was your favorite outfit? Um, I also had a Catherine outfit, but I really liked her on um, day two of smoking. She's wearing this black dress with the white collar mm-hmm. and the white cuffs. Yeah. It, it was yeah. just like, um, yeah. it was like this contrast yeah. uh, trim kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. it's when she says her line about how like uh, she misses the smell. Um, right. I just, I really liked that look on her and they put her in that sort of look a lot with like a contrast collar on whatever she's wearing, but that, that yeah. one in particular looked really good and they paired it with like nice jewelry and stuff that yeah. really played it up. So very nice look on her. Everything looks good on her, but you know, yeah. that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the things that you, <laughs> you see it throughout these episodes is that Catherine's always comes out pretty well wardrobe wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we have many times shouted her out as one of the worst outfits, I will say that um, in addition to Catherine and Arcade, I, I had that down. But uh, Lisa, the second day in smoking, I think she was wearing like a plaid, red plaid. Um, dress over top of like a sweater and mm. she had like black tights i thought it looked real cute so also very right. 90s that was a very yeah, 90s very nice look. Yeah. like like yeah, yeah. the jumper style yeah. uh, dress over a, a long sleeve yeah that was a 90s look 
I'm a nineties kid. What can I, tell you? <laughs> I still think it is the nineties. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tavy, what was your least favorite outfit? Again, all I can see is this like shapeless frumpy. <laughs> Beth was wearing some kind of horrible, like colorful sweater in smoking. Mm-hmm. And, but it was so big. It looked like yeah. it was hanging off her hands. So I think that probably stood out to me as particularly bad. Yeah, that was a that was a bad one. <laughs> Smoking great episode wardrobe not so bad and bad wardrobe. Yeah, that. What was your least favorite? Um, I, Beth at the end of arcade is like one of those things that like it actually takes me out of the episode a little bit because I I'm just like she looks like she's going to a music video or like a concert or something. Um, it's animal print pants, uh, with I believe it's a split train coat of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buttoned at the bra you know right. and i'm just like are you getting drinks at the lounge after <laughs> it's like it's very backstage i guess is the word that i would think of like from, like mm. backstage at a concert or something you would see so um uh, unfortunately like again i'm not trying to hate on on some of the fashion choices or this or that but i'm just like it actually kind of takes me out because i'm just like what what <laughs> it looks like something steven tyler would wear <laughs> All right, Lauren, what was your least favorite outfit? All right, I think I got to go with um, Lisa's outfit on the first day of smoking. She's wearing a gray sweater on top of Mm. another gray sweater (laughs) and these giant pants with pleats in the front. In any decade, I have never liked (laughs) pleat front pants. They're not flattering on anyone. Mm. Uh, It was that outfit was not doing her any favors. (laughs) Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, that first that's that's what I had as my least favorite as well, Um, uh, along with Matthew and Shrink with that dumb hat. (laughs) (laughs) i mean bill a shirt boxers black socks yankees cap (laughs) it was notable that's for sure notable (laughs) all right well that concludes our you bought me this tie segment um and we'll turn it over to lauren Okay, so we're going to do a special segment now for our hooked unit. So we're going to talk about, you know, some of the things people got hooked on and so forth. So, um, Tavy, which character do you think had the most serious addiction in this unit? I mean, Bill smoking, he never could quite kick. But I'm going to say Dr. Frank in terms of longevity and interference with his professional career, possibly like is probably the worst immediate mm-hmm. sort of consequency one. Yeah. So it's hard to say that smoking is not a bad addiction though. Like don't smoke kids. <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> but man, that, that sex addiction thing's going to mess him up <laughs> sooner or later. Well, that's true. And, and it seems to be interfering with his job duties right. too. Whereas yeah, like, like Bill's job performance improves when he's smoking. So. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, Thad, which character do you think is, has the most serious addiction? Uh, Lauren, it's clearly Matthew, uh, <laughs> who needs to eat more red meat. He, uh, obviously <laughs> vegetables, dietary imbalance, uh, you know, what are we looking at? He might be iron deficient. You know, we have to worry about these type of things. Matthew. 
<laughs> well, that's why we uh, see all the, I, the vitamin bottles on Matthew's desk, right? Mm-hmm. right. He clearly doesn't eat enough. Right, he doesn't eat red meat. He eats too many vegetables. He's got to keep <laughs> everything in whack. You know, like it's clearly the most serious of all the addictions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's impacting his coworkers too, because it's turned him into this. He's um, a pusher. He's yeah, a pusher. Yeah. He's a pusher. That's true. He's trying to push his addiction onto everyone else. Good point. Good point. <laughs> okay, Tom, which character do you think had the most serious addiction? Uh, I went with Bill with the nicotine. Um, I think that he he had the hardest time quitting, you know, obviously resorting to uh, nicotine replacement at, at an alarming level, uh, so much <laughs> that he was hospitalized. So that's why I go with Bill. Yeah. I also went with Bill really just because, um, you know, his, his addiction was the only one that landed him in the hospital. As far as we Whoa. could see, who knows? I mean, maybe Matthew ends up hospitalized for, um, nutrients deficiency or something, but we don't <laughs> see that in the show. So, so I went with Bill as well, but those are all very good points. All right. On the other side of addiction, there's always the enabler. So Tavy, who was the biggest enabler in this mm. unit? I mean, the image of Beth with the quarters mm-hmm. bringing to mind, mm-hmm. that's for sure, um, mm-hmm. and bringing that machine in. So although there's definitely other strong candidates, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Beth. Uh, I think that's a good yeah. call. Though she waves it in front of his face. He kind of like sniffs them. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Like, he like sniffs the quarters as, as she flies them by his face. That's really right? great. And then she feeds him that quarter for uh, Madame Leona, huh? (laughs) Okay, Tom, who do you think was the biggest enabler? Uh, I would have to go with Jimmy. Um, He literally put the, he split (laughs) the cigarette and then put it in Bill's mouth. So it's like, it doesn't get much more enabling than that. (laughs) He's taking the horse to water and making him drink. (laughs) <laughs> i mean you got a point there yeah, yeah that that's pretty literally enabling <laughs> click yep all right thad um so so i assume you're going to tell me why matthew is the biggest enabler <laughs> <laughs> well lauren <laughs> um i'm actually going to say Catherine. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's in the booth with Bill at the end while he smokes. So she is actually like inhaling massive amounts of secondhand <laughs> smoke just to enable Bill so that he will <laughs> not be monotone as he reads the news. So it's a good point because if they had an HR department, she would be the strongest voice in shutting him down as mm-hmm. the person who has to be in the booth with him if she wanted to. If she didn't want to, she yeah. misses the smell. She gets sealed in there with him. <laughs> yeah, she's fine with it. All those no. expensive looking outfits and, and, and wigs right? and stuff totally permeated with cigarette smoke. She didn't care. Mm-hmm. She loved it. Yeah. Have you smelled Matthew's hair? <laughs> <laughs> smell something. <laughs> I'm not going to smell you, Matthew. <laughs> um, I, so I had Beth um, because she's the one who actually encouraged someone to lose themselves in their addiction. But, uh, you know, especially when she drops that pile of quarters on Dave's desk and it's mostly the way she saunters away afterwards. Like she knows exactly what she just did, (laughs) but I, I, I definitely see the point about Jimmy and I did have Catherine as a close second because, you know, she's insisting basically that bill should be allowed to smoke on the air. Like she's flying Mm -hmm. in the face of this state ordinance 
to enable <laughs> him to continue his addiction. That's right. Taking taking a backseat for a no good man. <laughs> makes me mad. Okay. So which character do you think overacted their addiction the most? And who did the best job? Tavy. What do you I think? don't know if I understand this question fully. Um, the characters are overacting. I mean, just showing showing us how how addicted they were. I mean, is is that is that the question? Like, you, I think you could, could kind of take it either way that you want to respond. You think if the, if you think the character is playing it up, or if right. you think maybe the actor overacted it a little bit either way you want to answer is fine I, I, what came to mind was uh was bill with the sandwiches dying his hair gray <laughs> i think he played it well but man bill was going all out to uh show his dependence on the sandwiches dying all of his hair gray <laughs> he went to great lengths <laughs> yeah yes I did. <laughs> it was a very broad performance. You're right. So I think mm -hmm. it works for both senses. Of yeah. Overacting. yeah. Yeah. No, I think you nailed it. Dad, what are your, what are your thoughts? Which character do you think overacted their addiction the most? Um, I also had Bill, but I, I was thinking about the cigarettes uh, because the reading of the monotone is what put it over the top. For me. <laughs> that was you know, angry. like we can all understand irritability. Like we can all understand kind of being out of whack and all that. But I don't think any of us could understand performing <laughs> our job like a robot just because we're <laughs> lacking, you know, lacking some nicotine. Uh, so I, I kind of felt like, you know, Bill Bill overacted a little bit. Like that was more a cry for, for attention than necessarily a result of his, uh, his addiction. So um, I am also going with Bill, but I am going with the cigarettes in mm. the booth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, good call. Good call. Tom, which character do you think overacted their addiction the most? I, my initial inclination was that it was Bill with the sandwiches that, you know, that going to great lengths to prove how much he needed the sandwiches, even though in no other episode, do we ever see him eat a single sandwich out of that machine? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm also in the bill camp. I really had a hard time deciding between the sandwiches and the smoking because like with the sandwiches, he is, he is so emotional. You know, right. it's like we, we yeah. see su such emotional highs and lows, like it, it, before he realizes they're being taken away, we see like his joy about the sandwiches. And then once he realizes they're being taken away, his desperation um, <laughs> and, and of course the dying of the hair, but with the smoking, like I pointed out in the episode, we've got like, he's going through the, the phases of grief in giving yeah, up and yeah. <laughs> in, in giving up his uh his smoking addiction so but i think ultimately the sandwiches like tv pointed out uh very astutely it's a more broad performance and it works in both situations so i think ultimately i'm going with the the sandwiches um but the second half of the question who do you think did the best job tv who do you think did the best job of performing performing out their um their addiction or their or their withdrawals therefrom <laughs> Uh, I really do like uh, Dave um, and the video game machine and the boys. <laughs> it's just such a pleasure to watch him fall into it and become that pale friendless virgin that he was in high school. It's a full regression and it happens yeah. so quickly. <laughs> exactly. Dad, what about you? Who do you think did the best job? 
Um, I'm going to go also with Dave. I'm just, I'm really just going to piggyback on TV's answers uh, and then switch the second part of the coffee. Uh, when he, the way he feels when he hasn't had enough coffee is just like, Fair yeah, sluggish and tr- like you can see him struggling to keep up with what's going on around him. <laughs> Great. When you come up with a reply, you let me know. I'm going to go do your job, Dave. <laughs> I have to think that was a little bit easy for Dave Foley to to play, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's yeah. experienced not being able to get his hand on a cup of coffee when he needs it. And the, the addiction is quite serious <laughs> for the actor as well as the, the character. Uh-huh. Well, I've heard him on his, his own podcast with um, Paul Greenberg say a very similar line about like, you know, I don't know what it is caffeine does for you but without it i'm pretty sure your head case in he said a very similar thing to that like as yeah. himself you know 25 years later so i think he really felt that way oh yeah no <laughs> doubt no doubt at all no coffee <laughs> coffee machine broken <laughs> um tom who do you think did the best job uh, also dave and i with the um caffeine i i just his level of be- of pathetic is so good in that like he's just so like he's got the juice box and everything he just looks like a little kid <laughs> and it's just it's so good yeah i think i'm also in in on team dave here yeah. um and it's the maybe it's because the caffeine withdrawals are a little more relatable for me but really it's for me the the thing that's like the nail in the coffin that makes it the best performance is um that moment when jimmy asks him are you running a radio station or a rehab clinic and he like really you see him really trying to formulate a response and he just can't he can't do it <laughs> that was just so perfect and i i think i've i have felt like that before when i was caffeine deprived <laughs> I just just don't know how to respond anymore. My brain's just not going to do it. Sorry. Move on. (laughs) The the look of satisfaction on Jimmy's face when Bill picks up reading, like (laughs) to me again, it's like priceless. Like he beams at Dave for a second. It's like, bam, see? (laughs) So satisfied that he solved it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, now we're going to get a little more personal. Which of the addictions do you think you would be most likely to fall into Tavy? Well, I was very addicted to coffee for my entire adult life. Um, I gave it up two years ago, cold mm. turkey. I've done, wow. I've given it up before, but I've never lasted nearly. It's always, I've always relapsed within like four months. <laughs> so it's been okay. two years. I haven't had any caffeine, but you know what? Like wow. the right moment, the right cup of coffee could come along <laughs> right back there. So <laughs> definitely the caffeine. <laughs> espresso martinis are having a real moment right now i feel like that might be the <laughs> that might be a problem for some people. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, shall we not <laughs> <laughs> so who's the biggest enabler on this podcast is the yeah. next question <laughs> yeah. the old java jive <laughs> exactly. right into the office <laughs> Okay, Tom, which of these addictions would you be most likely to fall into? Uh, sadly, smoking, because I smoked for mm, 30 years. Wow. Um, I didn't I realize that long. Switched, switched to vapes, but yeah. Uh, and you miss the smell, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Anytime I smell, it's like, oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> 
the Hoodoo Support Group uh, podcast is going to start recording about 15 <laughs> minutes after this. <laughs> All right, Thad, which of the addictions would you be most likely to fall into? Uh, I've got to be video games. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm slightly competitive. <laughs> a <You>. little bit. <laughs> uh, but like, no, I was a kid. Like I, I literally, um, and, you know, my house, we all had to do our own laundry growing up. So if I had nothing going on, like on a Friday night, I would just stay up all night long and like play Madden while I flipped my laundry and just kind of did my stuff. Uh, so like I am like playing video games, looking out the window, seeing the light and just be like, oh. <laughs> Ugh, almost time to go to bed so uh, yeah i've i've looked down that path lauren i've looked down that path it's a dark path don't tread that path it's a dark pixelated path lauren. <laughs> um for me it's coffee a hundred percent um there was a time in my life when i was experiencing vertigo And my doctor gave me a list of possible causes, one of which was too much caffeine. And you better believe I tried to eliminate every other possible cause on that list first because I was in full denial. I was like, it can't be the caffeine. Absolutely not. But I bet you can guess what it was. Oh, no. (laughs) Your little buddy? My little buddy. So I I still drink coffee, but it's it's like one cup a day in the morning and I have to like cut it there. That's it. No more. Impressive. <laughs> a lot of willpower. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So wrapping this up, um, any final comments? Um, any final comments uh maybe about this unit or these episodes, Tavy? Um, this is super fun revisiting these, and I'm really glad again that you gave me these episodes <laughs> to, to talk about <laughs> you guys because these are just so great. Um, I'm going to go back and listen to all the episodes, of course. So I know all the parts that I'm repeating, um, have been discussed, but, uh, there's a moment in smoking that stood out to me. So, uh, so funny. (laughs) I rewound it and watched it over and over because I think I just glossed over it over the years. And it's when Phil (laughs) asks if Dave's drinking decaf and he says no regular and throws the cigarette into Dave's <laughs> coffee. The look of surprise on his face after he yeah. does that. Yeah. <laughs> like he cannot yeah. believe he did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some of the greatest, most underrated moments of the show. And it's just, oh, Phil Hartman is just such a genius. And yeah. mm-hmm. there are so many little treasures like that in every single episode <laughs> he was in. Um, but I had to make sure to mention that as like a special, a moment that I really enjoyed upon rewatching. Yeah. yeah, that was it, it's so great because it almost makes you stop and wonder, like, yeah. what is he what is he supposed to be thinking? Is he thinking like, I can't believe I just did that? Right. Or is is he feigning surprise because is he being he's sarcastic? He yeah, is it yeah. a sarcastic yeah. thing? Like, I don't want to get screamed at my, by my boss. So I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to pretend like, oh, I didn't realize or right. yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Even so many just asked what it was. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many possibilities behind that tiny look. It's, it is yeah. a really nice detail. <laughs> um, Tom, any final comments? Um, just that this, this group, uh, again, really strong. Just, I think, I think smoking and arcade are probably two of my top five episodes to have both of them in the unit and, and shrinks a good one. I mean, that's a yeah. good, solid episode. It's not, it's not one of my favorites, but it's, it's 
it's a very good episode. So yeah, it was really nice to watch these again. Um, in some of the other blocks uh, <laughs> we've done after about the fifth rewatch of some of them, it's kind of like, Oh my God, I got to watch it. <laughs> but these were, these were uh, yes, definitely easy to come back to. Nice. Very nice. Bad. Any final comments from you? Um, I've got two, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the first one is that this might be the sandwich, the sandwich storyline might be the most earnestly distressed that we see Bill McNeil in the entire series. Um, you know, like he he's often he's stressed out or he's pushing back, but like I could not remember another episode where he was earnestly like, like Dave, Dave, they're taking the machine. You know, like, <laughs> that's enough, my good man. Like, we'll have no more further use for your services. You know, there's just like this this earnest upset about this this topic that I don't remember seeing in any other episode. So uh, I thought that was something definitely worth kind of pointing out. That's true, because he, he often tries to like play it cool, even when you're supposed right. to, like we're in on it. We know that he's um, upset or uneasy or something like that. You see him like yeah. put on this facade, like like he's playing it cool. He doesn't want anyone getting under his shell and knowing that like, you know, he's he's right. human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When he was locked in a mental institution, he was upset. Somewhere there was frantic. Right. <laughs> Sandwiches were yeah. taken away. And, and I was thinking about uh, when when they were doing the uh, his jokes right in front of him. Um, mm. <laughs> Mikey the microphone and, and the uh, special voice <laughs> with the horn. Yeah. You know, he's he's like, oh man, but he like tries hard. He comes back and he tries harder. He doesn't kind of like uh, get really upset about it. So right. um, yeah. So I just couldn't remember. Uh, another episode where where I felt that way. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I um, saved as many as I could, but I didn't have enough change. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll hand it over. <laughs> Careful. Um, my comment was just kind of a general one that kind of like what you guys already said, like we still have a lot of this show left to cover, but it's hard to imagine a more solid grouping of episodes than this. I think this has been our best unit yet, but, um, but I look forward to what we put together in the future and um, yeah, just, just a really solid grouping of episodes, really, really great storylines, great acting, great overall. I'm looking forward to it too. And in going back and listening to the back catalog of the podcast and seeing you guys do this I just I really appreciate that um I get a lot of undue credit these days for being this giant kids in, uh, kids in hall excuse me news radio super fan um but you guys are doing the work really <laughs> <laughs> like, a shame with your level of just like detail and dedication it's a lot of fun <laughs> to, to watch and listen to so and I'm just honored that I got to be part of this incredibly strong unit and talk about these episodes with you guys thank you oh, oh well we're honored to have you here thank you um dad did you have one more comment i do uh okay. well, what i thought would be kind of fun would be to think about the other cast members and what they might be addicted to mm. um okay. so i just wrote down i just wrote down four actually three in a question uh <laughs> because I, you know we figured, we figured lisa would be some sort of I don't know, like documentaries or something like that <laughs> i don't know span too we don't have to address that um i was wondering if matthew was hooked on solitaire mm. he, oh yeah. we we get the screen where for the only time maybe in the series we actually see solitaire on his computer screen maybe he's addicted he's playing it at work <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Isn't there a throwaway joke in one episode about him being in rehab for his solitaire addiction? Am I making that up? Did I write that in my head? 
Okay. But yeah, well, solitaire good, is Matthew's Stargate defender. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, like we don't we don't really see it. So I'm like, huh, maybe he is just hooked on solitaire. It's not like he's wasting time. He's actually addicted to solitaire. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Catherine would probably be addicted to luxury outfits. Like her oh, yeah. fashion, she always looks so good, you know. Yeah. Like, and it always looks, uh, you know, professional, a little bit upscale, but you know, probably Ooh. shopaholic, if anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, like high end, exactly. Stuff. Like yeah. high end brands. I I always think about the one where uh, Jimmy soaks her with water. You know, <laughs> fresh outfit mm-hmm. waiting for you. You know, and oh. they, they, they trade off the label names. Uh, <laughs> uh, Beth would be addicted to finding clothing for cheap. Finding thrifting. Like, yeah, thrifting um, for all her stuff. I'm like, I can see her being addicted and like spending money she doesn't have on that, you know, cute top that she's got to have or shoes (laughs) or anything that's not offensive to women, Uh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can can see Beth and Catherine being on two ends of a shopaholic spectrum. One um, really into the high-end goods and one really into finding the the cool thrift bargain finds. But both yeah. of them obsessed with clothes and yeah, fashion. Both of them going to a bazaar. Like that's an episode right there. Them going to like a flea market somewhere. <laughs> you know, something like that. Like what a pair. All right. So here's my question for everybody. This is my last thing. What would Joe be addicted to? Killing people. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Yeah, the, the look he gives in the Dr. Frank Shrink episode. That makes that actually a viable answer. I could see him getting into a lot of bar fights. I don't know if that counts as an addiction, but you know, there's always somebody oh, yeah. who, like, is always looking junkie. for a fight. Like adrenaline, adrenaline there you go. Yeah. Adrenaline. Drunk and disorderly. <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tom, Tom, what do you think? Is there what would Joe be? Uh, for Joe? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming gambling? Denver was tongue in cheek. Yeah, that's a good one. Gambling, I think about probably be one running numbers or being the enforcer <laughs> oh no no no! i mean i think like actually gambling like he he might yeah. get into debt because yeah because if he lo- starts on a cold streak or something <laughs> i can see that yeah again like we're we're slowly turning this into like the darkest timeline <laughs> uh lauren what do you what do you think joe would be addicted to yeah, like ga- right? gambling's a good one. Um, I uh, he could be like a like a compulsive liar. I feel like he ne- he's incapable of mm. really telling people the truth. Like like we see him when he tries to open up and be sincere about something, it just word salad comes out. He cannot force himself to do it. Yeah. And and I feel like lying comes very easily to him. He's always got a story. He's always got a cover up. So maybe a compulsive liar. Okay. Mm, I could say that. Yeah. So I, I was, again, I think Joe is just actually the hardest one to kind of nail down for, yeah. for this exercise. Um, and I was thinking maybe like inventing, you know, like he's always in his <laughs> shop, like tinkering, <laughs> building things, you know, like forgetting what, like uh, turns into Doc Brown, basically. <laughs> Which would be a great Halloween costume for him, by the way. Oh, uh, that would be good. That era, Joe, yeah. Um, Doc Gorelli. <laughs> So cool. And it would be bath. Would it be bathroom or Dave as Marty? Who would be a better Marty? Oh. <laughs> oh wow! Right, Dave would I be a better see, Marty. Yeah. I think. I can see. Uh, I can see Andy Tick being uh, being Marty, and then that makes Dave like the principal. 
You know, oh yeah, bust them. Like, That's true. Serious guy the heavy. The I can see that because Joe and, and Matthew were always kind of getting into shenanigans in the background, right. kind of thing, and Dave trying to make people work. So that works well. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was all I had for final comments. Just want to throw some of those out there. Nice. Fun. Nice. Well, that um, that wraps up our special segment for our hooked unit. Uh, Tavy, is there anything that you would like to plug? Any projects you're working on? Anything your adoring fans might want to know about? That's a sad question. I've been on a few podcasts in my life, very few, but I, I always, I never have anything of my own to plug for for, <laughs> for this section. Um, but um, you should. I am running the Kids in the Hall social medias, and I hope if you like Dave Foley's work that you'll consider checking them out. So follow K I T H online at, on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook. Technically TikTok too, but I haven't really done anything on TikTok. Mm-hmm. There. And you can follow me too. I'm on Twitter 24 seven. I'm on it probably <laughs> right now. Uh, so. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> real what that light was. <laughs> <laughs> you get my phone right down here out of frame. Um, but it's a fun place for me and I like uh, interacting with people there. So if you want to, that's a good place, uh, the real TV. Thank you right. for having me because this has been amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's been great having you. Um, so this has been our Hooked Unit. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next up on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt is our Everything Everywhere All at WNYX <laughs> unit. Uh, so Tavi, do you have a favorite episode that seems to bend reality a little bit? Um, well, Daydream is the one that comes immediately to mind. All Daydream right. is the most surreal <laughs> of the surreal, and I love it. That's a good choice. So Daydream is a season three, episode seven. That's got uh, the storyline of the daydreams due to the broken thermostat. And it also has uh, phone bones follies. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, So you're in luck because for our everything everywhere, all at WNYX unit of episodes, we've chosen space, sinking ship and daydream. So we hope you'll join us for that. Until next time, remember the Hoodoo Factory is your source for the only known antidote for abs of fever. Good night, pumpkin. Mia! Pantyhose. It's Issa. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by our gift shop at grabitgear.com. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for absa fever. <laughs>